Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. KWTX at 4 starts now. Thanks for just uh, joining us. Thanks for Justin. <laughs> Thanks, for, Thanks Justin. for Justin. I'm Justin Early with Megan Boyd, Chief Meteorologist Brady Taylor. I'm just thirsty. We're all thankful We're thirsty. for Justin. <laughs> I, I'm thirsty because it's hot. It's yeah. so hot outside. Yesterday, how hot did it? Like 110. 110? Yeah. How Seriously? Hot is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One, 110. It was the second hottest that we've ever seen in August. 112 is the hottest August temperature. So yeah. Plenty toasty. Yeah, that's nice. Okay, and, and as far as precipitation, we haven't seen any in a long. No, long yeah, time. we're we're on the longest streak ever. Fifty-one days, I think, since last time we even had a drop, and that was right. literally a trace of rain. Yeah. Don't get dehydrated. Take, drink plenty of water. Yeah, you start saying the wrong words. So You're gonna say hi. I'm Justin. Yeah, nice to meet you. <laughs> anyway, let's get to our daily four. Yeah, so while we're dealing with some of the driest conditions we've ever seen here in Central Texas, what was Hurricane Hillary? brought a year's worth of rain to parts of the desert southwest in less than 24 hours. So that's leading to flooding, mudslides, people trapped in vehicles, and nearly whole towns cut off due to this extreme rain. Uh, it's been, been reported across much of California. You can see some of the video there. Uh, Hillary brought two to four inches on average across most of California, but there were some areas that got as much as 10 inches. And I know you're thinking two to four inches, that doesn't sound too much, but Palm Springs, uh, California, yeah averages less than five inches of rain per year. Yeah. And they wow. saw that in about 24 hours. So the storm's continuing to move north today. Uh, the biggest impacts now are from Oregon to Idaho, areas like that could see up to maybe around five inches. So the good thing is, was a quick moving system for Southern mm -hmm. California, but yeah, a rare system for them and brought a whole lot of rain. It, you know, Palm Springs is such a paradise too. You right. hate to see yeah. that happen. And they you know, of course, tourism is a huge, huge industry there. And you hate to see it, it torn up like that. It, Hopefully people will be rescued. There are several rescues even still going on, so hopefully they'll all be yeah. okay. Um, you're going to say something? No, I was just going to add that I know you're tracking another tropical mm -hmm. yep. system that could hit Texas, and it feels like even that one, there's literally a border of yep. where the rain's going to go. And it's, out routes. It's, it's right central Texas. Yeah, just cut so off. just got formed into a tropical depression. It'll likely become Tropical Storm Herald will be the mm -hmm. name. Okay. But, yeah, it's going to be just too far south, though. It's probably... Brownsville to San, or to about Corpus Christi, yeah. we may get a few showers, but Not nothing fair. good, unfortunately. Uh, well, it's along those same lines. Now it's number two in our daily four. And whether you're preparing for a hurricane, tropical storm, any other type of severe weather, or even going on a remote hike, there are some things you should do to prepare your smartphone or your tablet if you lose power or lose your signal. Uh, I learned some things today in putting this together. Of course, what you want to do is call for help if you need it, and also stay connected so you get information about what's happening around you. The Wall Street Journal put together some helpful advice. So here's some of the tips. If you have an iPhone 14, if you've upgraded to that, you can use Apple's emergency SOS via satellite service 
to call first responders when there's no service available by cell. So that's a great thing. You've got to set it up first. So set it up first and test it. Uh, before a disaster is coming, take that time to make sure your smartphone and tablet are juiced up. That's obviously something we all know to do. If you have any power banks, you know, get, uh, you know, those portable charges, get those ready as well. And some of those are hard to charge. So you've got to get the easy to use ones. There's a reason why they want you to buy more, but make sure it's charged up if you have one. I haven't seen a portable power station before until today, but they do have those uh, about the size of a boom box. If you remember those, you know, what else can we compare it to now? Uh, maybe it's, you know, not as big as expensive as a generator, but it helps keep charges, uh, devices charged. You can also plug your modem and router into an external backup battery to keep those active to use Wi-Fi if you're at your home if all else fails, if you can't get a call out. And you want to run your devices on low power mode, Keep them away from heat. I think we all get drained by heat. <laughs> Certainly, your devices are the same way. And Apple and Android have these settings that allow friends and family to be notified if you call an emergency line. Did you oh. know this? So under, under uh, Apple, it's under health. If you go under there, there's some tabs to fill out. You can notify people when you call 911 or something. Huh. It's under personal safety for Android. And we've heard you know, Brady say this, we all want to get weather radios to stay connected at least you know, to the alerts that mm -hmm. are put out. Those are always good things. They say hand-cranked radios. Are, are some of those? Yeah, well, you can get those, yeah, where it just cranks and it'll mm -hmm. get, you know, a lot of them have a flashlight built into them, but you can hear the, the weather radios. And the, the stuff with, like we're seeing in, in California, you got to heed the warnings too. Yeah. Uh, you know, that that storm we knew for several days is going right. to be an issue. So I know there's times you have to be out with work and stuff like that. But, you know, the, the warnings when we talk severe weather and other stuff, they don't put those out just for the fun of it. They're yeah. trying to keep people safe. But yeah, sure. taking those steps to be prepared is definitely good. Yeah. The satellite call thing is cool. I'm it's really, not yeah. sure how to set that up, but I'll have to look into it. Yeah, I'm too cheap to even have an iPort, uh, the right <laughs> the iPhone. The 4T. Yeah. Uh, no, that is great. You know, you th I've covered stories in the past in my 25-year career of, you know, Boy Scout troops getting lost in, in the middle of nowhere sure. uh, in Arkansas in the wilderness. Boy, think about the help yeah, they could have gotten yeah. with that. So it's a really good thing. That's number three in our Daily Four. Well, apparently a recent auction bidder thinks that this wrecked car is worth, here we go, $1.9 million. Mm -hmm. It is a 1954 Ferrari Spider Series that sold in California. And to racing fans, this car is apparently a lot more than a hunk of metal. This is a piece of history. It is unclear precisely when, but at some point between 1963 and 1965, the car was involved in a heavy crash during a race and caught fire. The final recorded transfer of ownership of this car happened in 1978. The car was preserved in its race damaged condition for 45 years. So the car is just one of 13 of this model that Ferrari made in its racing heyday. And it, this kind of design is behind the company's world championships in 1952 and 1953. If you're a fan, and you're, you know, I think is the term gearhead acceptable like, if yeah, that's what yeah, you're yeah. into. And I guess it's worth it. I don't know. I just, how, how good is it going to be? How much are you going to sell it for after right. it's restored is my what question. Well, I don't know will you even restore it. Yeah, how I do you I think it may be that? worth what it's worth just because it's it crashed. Is it yeah, is. I mean, there's only 13. And it would be cool, like, if you found the documentation about, okay, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you think of, like, NASCAR races. If you knew, yeah, the car of one of those that crashed or something. But 
yeah, if you, I mean, if you got that much money to throw around for a wrecked up for a wrecked Ferrari, Ferrari. Man, imagine how many Ferraris that can drive that they own. Yeah, if they're, no, yeah, if they're buying yeah. it. Inflation ain't touching you if that's what you're <laughs> buying. That's just the bottom line. Let's look now at number four in our daily four. All right, you know those blue light glasses? Uh, they've become wildly popular over the past few years. They're supposed to prevent computer eye strain. Well, now we're learning they may not help your eyes much after all, according to some research. So existing research was reviewed to answer that debate on whether blue light filtering lenses have any merit. Researchers analyzed data from 17 randomized controlled clinical trials in six countries, and they found the blue light glasses don't help with eye strain, they don't protect the retina, and they don't help with sleep at night. What? Now, doctors say there's no harm in them. Of course, there's also the placebo effect, um, but you're paying money for this if you're buying it. Uh, blue light filtering glasses just may not have the benefits, though, that folks were hoping for, and that report was published last week in the Cochrane Database of Systematic Reviews. Um, you know, I know people here at the station who use those. I've thought about getting them. I'm just lazy and didn't get it. <laughs> But, you know, I think there are better ways probably to protect your eyes. But I, I'm surprised to hear this. A lot of folks swear by it. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. where, where did the first come out? That it, I mean, that's interesting. Yeah, because the there's a lot right. of people, folks that have it. Or, mm -hmm. you know, I can remember even when my mom back when, you know, in the 90s, their older computer had a little right, screen those screens, that went over it to try yeah. to help. But I guess it doesn't help. I wonder if those manufacturers are going to get some backlash <laughs> now. That's true. I hope not, you know, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's like uh, when you buy glasses, though, there's all those upgrades you can get, right. and that's one of them one that of you're them. definitely paying extra yeah. for. And I know lots of people that don't wear glasses at all and just wear the blue light glasses <laughs> at work that has no prescription because they think it's helping them. So What I don't know is what research led to the use of, the, of that, of the sure. blue light glasses. So we maybe should look at that, too. But the good news is, across the board, there are ways to ease or prevent eye strain, and here are some of them. So First off, you want to get your eyes checked annually, even if you don't have uh, wear glasses right now. An annual checkup is worth it. Next, make sure you sit an arm's length away from your computer screen. When I was looking at this, I did the same thing to my computer screen. I'm an arm's length away, but I have short arms, so consider the source. <laughs> also, uh, some people might actually make fun of this one, but when you're 45, you don't. Increasing the text size on your laptop so you can um, you know, see better. You can do it on your phone, too. And lastly, I think this is actually great. Take regular breaks from looking at your screen. Yeah. Get up, stretch, take a quick walk around your building. Uh, if you're fidgety, it's going to happen anyway. If you're not, make yourself get up and go rest your eyes. Because it, it, I know years, yeah. decades of looking at computer screens, you know, you too, it does make a difference. You know, right. it's in and great. I was going to say, how to help your eyes, just to hold this as far away off. as possible. Yeah. You know, and if you're farsighted, like some of us, I'm not going to say who, it's actually something you have to do anyway. It's hold that screen far, yeah, I'm far terrible. Away. I'm always leaning into just my like screen. Really I couldn't much. even see it if I did. <laughs> it's great. All right. Well, we have lots more coming up. The sweetest ride in Texas returns. I'll tell you how to register for this year's Skittles Waco Wild West Bike Tour when we come back. An annual bike race known as the sweetest ride in Texas makes its return to Waco Sunday, September 10th. Coming up soon. So here to give us all the sweet details is Nancy Goodnight, the director uh, for the Skittles Waco Wild West Bike Tour. <laughs> Wanted to get that right. Yeah. <laughs> we want to thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Can you talk to us about how long you've been with this program? So the ride itself um, is one of the original rides that's been in the, we call it a rally ride or t-shirt ride. It's non-competitive. So, you know, you're not racing out there. It's more of a, just a recreational fun thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, it's one of the oldest in Texas. And so it's been around about 40 years. Um, uh, former late mayor, uh, Colin Smith started the race many years ago. It's been sponsored by Skittles um, for 
all these years and so it's a lot of fun. Everybody gets lots of candy at the yeah. end of the ride. They fill their helmet with candy and have a great time. Awesome. In addition so. to the legacy you're representing and carrying on with this, what makes you want to be a part of this every year? Well, I'm a, a strong cyclist. It's something I really enjoy doing, but also just kind of uh, health and wellness of my community. It's something that's always been kind of a passion for me. Uh, so I've produced a lot of runs and a lot of um, rides, but more than anything, just the nonprofit. That's, again, a passion for me. Yeah. It's something I've always been involved with. And it, it really allows you to meet people that you might not otherwise know, but to, to provide a, a really great opportunity for uh, Wacoans and everybody from around yeah. to come out and ride and see our beautiful river in our countryside. Sure. Now, there are lots of different routes that people can sign up for, right? Yeah, that's I, again, that's one of the reasons I love it the most. It has something for everyone. We have as short as a 10-mile route that's on the river, mainly for children and families on the river walk, so extremely mm -hmm. safe. Um, we put a ribbon in the kid's helmet too and make sure that everybody wears a helmet that's required. Uh, then we have a 26 miler for the little bit more experience that goes actually out on the road. We do have traffic control. So again, safety is primary um, and very important to us. And then we have a 52-ish is what we call it because <laughs> construction <laughs> is, could be 53, could be 54 but um, mile. And then we have a full 100K and it's about wow. 62 miles. Oh so gosh. yeah. So I know you brought some kind of bling with you today. <laughs> I'm sure it's other, and yeah. so show these to us. Okay, so yeah. it's really fun, I have to say, to work with Skittles every year because we have, um, I didn't bring the bike jersey, but the bike jersey is beautiful. It's very, very colorful. And then this is the finisher medal that everybody oh, gets. Wow. It has a little, isn't this fun? That is great. It has a little oh um, gear, yeah. little gear set, crank is what we call it. Um, anyway, but everyone will get one, whether they ride the six mile and they're six years old or sure. whether they ride the 62 mile and they're 80 years old because we do have people of all ranges. Yeah. Wow. Can so. you see the t-shirt as well? You bet. Um, so then the shirts every year they get a free t-shirt and we do a real high quality shirt. Oh, um, and so nice. this is last year's. This year's will actually be purple. Okay. Um, but has our sponsors on the back, but it's super soft. Can I touch and the yeah. I know, I was going to say. Yeah, the, I, I've been in many races, those. and this fabric is nice. It's I, I know, I, I love it. It's, it's better great. than even the, like, dry tech. Mm -hmm. But um, if uh, the jersey is an optional purchase, and it's like a, a cycling jersey with the pockets and the nice, um, you know, racing fit. So, cool. yeah. Well, we know that you want people to register in advance. We, we have do. the QR code up on the screen for people to do that, but can you just kind of talk to us about that process? Sure. So it's a very simple process online, just a few questions like the usual. Um, but if they want to register on site, like if they're watching the weather, which we're hoping will get a little bit cooler by then, oh, yeah. please. Um, <laughs> everybody wants that. But they can also register that day on site as well. So it's a it's a, on a Sunday this year, which is unusual. Mm -hmm. But as you know, Baylor had eight home games. Right. Yes. So yes. Um, we can't really have the ride during a home game because of the roads and it's just too much it's too taxing on the city um, there's only one Saturday that was available and my daughter happens to be getting married so I oh <laughs> didn't pick that That's one great. Um, but so th we chose a Sunday but it's in conjunction with a swim race called Beast of the Brazos that the Greater Waco Sports Commission is putting on so a lot of people will be coming into Waco to make a training weekend for it wow. um, to do both the, the swim and the ride so it kind of worked out That's actually. pretty cool actually. lots yeah. of reasons to be a part of this but also with the proceeds where do those proceeds go so we're all like I said we are a 501c3 nonprofit. Uh, we go, donate to many different organizations. Primarily, it's been Be the Match, the National Marrow Donor Program over the years, but we also give to various local organizations. Um, all the aid stations, the water stations that you see are run by like Midway ROTC, 
um, the Citizens on Patrol, things like that. We give some of the proceeds to them, to the bike club, to the ham radio operators because they help us with our safety. Uh, Meals on Wheels, we've given to the Salvation Army, Mission Waco. We try to really spread it out. We allow our participants to, on their questionnaire, they vote on where they want their proceeds to go and oh, we rank great. it accordingly. So wow, most all of it stays local. We have no hired staff. We're all, all volunteers, every one of us. And we know that you're a competitor yourself. Yeah. You're also involved. What, what keeps you motivated on these summers, these days that are so hot for yeah. these long rides? You know, you just do what you can. I mean, yesterday we did 60 because it was someone's 60th birthday. That's oh. a really strange idea, but <laughs> whatever. But it does help you just to be in groups. And again, that's what this kind of ride does. It provides a community setting yeah. that is a lot more encouraging and supportive. There's rest stations every 10 miles that has water, Gatorade, um, candy, of course, yes. um, and salt and things like that, mm -hmm. um, bathroom. So it's very supportive. We have uh, what we call SAG support, um, cars that drive around, vans that drive around for bike repair, wow. air, and if somebody isn't feeling well and needs to call it a day, mm -hmm. we bring them back in because, again, safety. Safety. And, and if anybody's kind of a little nervous about getting into the cycling, you know, what advice would you give them to kind of take that first step? Well, an event like this is a great way to start it because, again, it's very supported and there's a lot of people, the roads are marked, you know where you're going, and these are roads that we've t tried and tested. It's a little scary to get out there and go, I don't know what that road is. Sure. But another thing is the Waco Bike Club. Um, I'm a huge um, supporter of that and participant in that. It really em it embraces people of all levels. I like to personally lead what we call the C group. I say C is for the cool kids. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's the kind of the introductory level. I enjoy that even as a very experienced cyclist because I like bringing people into my sport. But it's super supportive and you'll know the routes, we'll teach you how to ride, um, and there is huge safety in numbers. Right. If we're all in a pack, cars know to look for you. Yes. So I would, I would really encourage the Waco Bike Club and this kind of rally ride. Awesome. Right. So. Thank you so much for coming and talking Thank to us. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Again, to recap those details, the Skittles Waco Wild West Bike Tour Sunday, September the 10th. Registration is open right now.